That's right. A week after Bethany's like, I'm tired of this song. Can we come up with a new intro? I said, Bethany kicked off the podcast. Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, th- th- we, I think we were just all... Stuff was going on. And I uh, did pretty much promise or really, really want to have uh, today's guest on to have him explain uh, why he did what he did, which has been a, a pretty hot story the last couple of days. I'd even say controversial, uh, but we're going to get right to it. Um, artist, designer, creative, pure Toledo talent, Jacob Parr, who uh, is the one that created the logo for this podcast not that long ago. And there are parts of that that tie directly into the story that we're going to get into. Jacob and his many renders and the one he finally settled on for potentially the new Toledo City flag. If you're like one of many people who are like, we have a city flag? Yes, and it might get a makeover as soon as Tuesday. Why? How did we get there and here? Let's get to Jacob. We're up and rolling. The one and only Jacob Parr is here. Not to talk, you want to talk about the flag or do you want to talk about the great logo you made for me? Oh, I mean, I can talk about both. We can talk about how I, uh, you know, prepared the, the the color selection for your logos with the flag in mind in the back of my head, hoping mm-hmm. that these colors would be all Toledo by the time that all rolled out. I remember you had mentioned that to me. We come back to the logo. Thanks for taking some time. I know it has been... Um, how would you describe your week? It has been a ride. Yeah. Um, I, you know, nothing that I've ever done has ever been quite this public facing. I mean, all the designs that I do around town are primarily logos for local businesses. So, of course, those are very public facing. And I love to shout out loud like, hey, this is really cool. Go to this place. Give me the list real fast. Yeah. So I do a lot of work for Maddie and Bella. If you've ever had lunch at Fallon Fodder, uh, if you got your pin after you got your vaccine from the V Project, I designed the pin. Probably one of my first projects was working for uh, the Flying Joe, Equality Toledo. Uh, I just rebranded the Seagate Center uh, to the Glass City Center. So a lot of a lot a lot of stuff and it's all you know for kind of a passion for local yeah. design um it of all the wild criticisms that that came out they were all centered on like kind of one thing and we'll, we'll talk about this but i kept rolling around in my brain it was like everybody's making these complaints about the flag and whatnot don't change it whatever and we'll, we'll dive into that i'm like jacob is sneakily taking over toledo <laughs> it's some type of like i i don't want to make any kind of like bizarre inappropriate and nazi comparison but anyway it's <laughs> but i'll make the analogy and they've kind of pulled back so maybe you can jump ahead of prometica now because prometica has financial issues we Five years ago, we used to, I used to say uh, on the old morning show, it's Toledo presented by ProMedica. Mm. And it was pretty damn close to that. Now they've pulled back a little bit. So you've got your lane to have Jacob Parr everywhere. Well, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because I used to joke with my friends about how I was, I started to kind of get on a roll and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be the kind of go-to person for local logo designs. I kept joking about uh, basically like, repainting the city quote unquote and i wanted to give everything a fresh look i wanted to give local business owners an opportunity to have a top tier brand um you know in any way that i could offer that uh i know you know a lot of things have been painted you know we've got you know prometica green across the city and there's been a lot of awesome progress to that but there's you know more 
you know, ground level, you know, effort to have uh, good branding and a good looking style. If this was some like dark corner of the internet, somebody would be like, "What's this par guy up to?" I know. Has he? I remember when when we were how old are you? You're like your early thirties, mid thirties. Yeah, thirty one. Thirty one. Maybe you remember this. I remember this wild thing when we were kids. Um, there were all these. QAnon type conspiracies about that were baked into the Nike logo uh-huh. or to like cigarette the logos. Monster Energy is like the mark of the beast. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And here's this here's this par character in Toledo putting these logos. He's like Fallon Vodder was just Fallon Vodder. It's just coffee <laughs> and Maddie and Bella. Um, but no, I, I love that your work is everywhere, and that's why when I was looking for something, everybody said. Go ask Jacob, and you did a great job, and I'll come back to that because I want to ask you um, to explain some of that, but you're here to talk about the flag. Can we go back to the beginning of how this project of yours started and you wound up becoming the news cycle? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So back in 2015, um, I listened to this podcast, uh, 99% Invisible with Roman Mars. He has a great TED Talk and an episode completely about flag design, and uh, it is essentially going over uh, this you know, the idea of vexillology, the study of flags, and this uh, guy named Ted Kay, who developed the five principles of flag design that all good flags are agreed to possess, right? And it hooked me, because they ended that, and they said, you know, sometimes U.S. cities just don't have good flags. It is a widespread thing, and you look at cities like Chicago, D.C., St. Louis, Denver, Indianapolis, they have these really beautiful, simple flags that people are really proud to fly and reuse in interesting ways. And they said, if you don't see your city flag around town, it could be that it's just not great. It doesn't tell a meaningful story. And so I immediately looked up on on Wikipedia, like, what is Toledo's flag? Yeah. I've been here my entire life. I didn't know it. No. It's, you know, it, it doesn't really mean anything to the people. It represents the city because it's got the seal. It represents the government and the people who work for the city. But there's nothing there telling the story of who we are as a people. Some, well, I'll come back to that question of what the heck it is now. Because right. it, honestly, it's very boilerplate and vanilla. And if you showed it to... 10 people in Toledo, they wouldn't know that it was the Toledo flag. Because really, it could be so many places. But I'll come back to that. Yeah. The podcast you mentioned interests me. What are the five tenets of appropriate flags? So the the first one is simplicity. Okay. Uh, pretty simple. I mean, just... Uh, the, I guess the, the rule of thumb there is that your flag should be so simple that a child could draw it from memory. Okay. Okay. Number two is meaningful symbolism, arguably the most important. Every aspect of your flag, every piece, every part, every color has to have some deeper meaning that ties back to your city. Number three is basic color. So keep it to two to three colors. That is, you know, just keeping with that simplicity, but it is also practical. I mean, flags cost money to upkeep and routinely fly throughout the city. So any chance you have to keep that down is good. Uh, Number four is straightforward, no lettering and no seals. Okay. And then number five is either be distinct or be uh, a part of a group. So uh, distinction is basically, you know, be unique, be your own flag, stand out in a unique way so that when you cluster all the flags of the United States together, you could say right there, there's Toledo or right there, there's Denver, right? Do when those fly, those five tenets of flags, flag creation, is it just a, an American thing or does that 
Um, or the, does that account for like d- international flags as well? Definitely international flags. What are some international? You mentioned some, like I think the the one that jumped to mind when this all happened, and you mentioned it was the Chicago flag. Right. But I also watch Chicago Fire a lot, and yeah, and uh, they work that flag into uniforms every now and then. Exactly. What are some international flags that are well done? So most like you know countrywide flags also like they actually follow these five principles very very well but the stakes are so much higher sure whereas a flag for a city government you know there's not as many you know maybe design thinking people in the room to say hey you got to be doing these things and it's like well we got it we have to have a flag we are a city let's put it up so there's not as many checks and balances not as high of stakes and so that's really just like ultimately how we have the flags that we have right. today. Whereas if you look in Europe and Scandinavia, all of the Scandinavian countries have essentially the exact same flag, the cross, with different colors for each of those things. And that is part of that. They're distinct, but they're part of a group, right? Yeah. Simple, like very, very simple. The French flag is just three stripes of three different colors, uh, right? Similar to the Italian flag. Exactly. I, I love all, all the European countries. They got it. They yeah. and that and that was and uh, I think that Amsterdam um, has the like one of the best as a city flags, flag. As a city flag. Let me yeah. pull that up real fast. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's great. The st- and the the inspiration that they is it a pot? From, is it a pot brownie? Um, is it what? Is it a pot brownie? No, it should be. <laughs> Just like ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only criticism anybody should have leveled at you is the only flag Toledo really needs is a chicken chunk flag. <laughs> That's very unique and distinctive. It, it is red, black with three white X's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do they symbolize? So I actually don't fully know the symbol the the symbols of the X's, but if you look up the Amsterdam crest. It's got the shield, and the shield has the two red stripes and the three red X's, and that has been the historic crest for Amsterdam for a very long time. And when they developed the flag, rather than you know slapping the crest at the center of the flag, they just took the best part, that you know basic color in the center there, and expanded that out, rotated it. So that was where that design thinking came from, where these five principles kind of come into play. Can I tell you what I don't like about this? Please. I, it, I, I, Stumbling on some website theories of what it is XXX how Amsterdam is uh-huh. is a playland. You know uh-huh. you know what I first noticed about it? It's the same colors as a, as a swastika it and is. the Nazi flag. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that whole heck of a lot. No, but it is it is intense. It is yeah. it is way more. I mean, having like that l- amount of black and red on your flag, like you're making some kind of statement, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, most you know, there have been other efforts in other cities in the U.S. to also re-flag their city um, and a lot of them are fixated on a lot more optimistic you know aspirational colors if you can define them that way i guess you dive into color theory and there's an endless trail of things that you could potentially go down there's so much to pick apart here with all this and, and i'm glad that you're in good spirits after <laughs> like i mentioned to you on messenger last night now you know when you're going to release something for this wide of public consumption do it friday at four o'clock that's when the nfl suspends players that's when the FBI raid could have been. You want to, news dump Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, what we we have a seal currently now, and it just looks like some generic cliffs. Mm-hmm. When did you um, when did you discern what that is all meant to represent? So that was one of the first parts of the process uh, as I started to dive into trying to come up with a new flag for Toledo. Ultimately, what I found is that. The city seal that we have today, it's not even actually like our 
original city seal. The original city seal um, was, you know, similar. It was a little bit more, I guess, authentic in the way it was engraved. But it was then replaced by something much simpler. It was just the blockhouse of Ford Industry, just the one thing. It was bolder, it was simpler, and that ultimately was what was on our flag from 1909 to 1994. In 1994, uh, Cardi decided we would celebrate Toledo's 157th birthday. A milestone. I know. <laughs> I, I, I joke, I'm sure it was for preparation for the 160th, but... Nonetheless, it was on the 157th, okay? okay? We're going to celebrate Toledo's history by taking the seal that we've had for almost 90 years and just going back to the one from the 1800s. And that's how we're going to celebrate history. We're not going to add anything new to the conversation. We're not going to say anything new about Toledo's future. We're just going back to the 1800s. And then when they changed the seal, they just took that seal, put it on the flag, and that was it. There was no further consideration of how should we think about how this goes on the flag? What should we do with the flag? They just put the seal on the flag and called it a day. Um, I'm probably way overgeneralizing that, but that's ultimately what we got. We got just the flag, the seal at the center, and no other further meaning. Did did Cardi actually say he wanted to move deaf people by the airport, or is that an old wives' tale? I I think if you if you search it up, I'm pretty sure there is the news story on that. Yeah. So I I will I know that's that's like the thing in neon lights, but to over celebrate the 157th birthday, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that right up there. Um, yeah, there's not very much Toledo at, at all with what I looked at with that city flag, and I had a loose idea of what it, what it was. I knew that there was a there were some words on there that I didn't remember. Laboraire est rare. Yeah, like like our um, like our monetary notes. Right. A lot of old that's Greek, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, and I want you to give me like your your top five zaniest criticisms or ones that you actually took into account. Again, this is a great discussion I was looking forward to having. One of the things that irked me most was not that people didn't know that we had a flag or anything like that, or they were like me. They, they knew something that it looked like, but maybe they didn't know what it represented. Are you a Marvel movie fan at all? Absolutely. So in, in, in Infinity War, mm-hmm. when uh, Thor is on the Guardian ship and... He says, all words are all words are made. That's a made up word. All, all, all words are made up. All all details and, and experiences and what this sig- symbolizes are made up in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knew what, what that represented. Nobody knew I'll give you the best example I can. I had like and I knew about it since since I was a kid and, and followed minor league baseball, the mud hen. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the hell the mud hens had to do with Toledo. <laughs> you don't know what something represents until somebody tells you. Right. And that, do you know what the, the bullseye means at Target? <laughs> do you know why Best Buy is yellow? And Like, we don't know the, I, I was such, I was ignorant to the fact that the stripes on the American flag represent represented, still, the 13 colonies. Right. Nobody ever taught me that. Like, you don't know any of these things that you seemingly stand so ardently by until someone explains them to you and you're like that doesn't make any sense at all right no exactly and that and that's and that is a, a key takeaway is that when you look at any flag 
Again, we're trying to go by that fourth principle of no lettering or seals, which means we can't slap the word Toledo on it. You know, a flag's going to be moving all the time. You, you, you're not supposed to have something written. Your symbolism has failed that way. The American flag doesn't say USA across it. No, it's got the stars and stripes. And if you didn't know, like if you weren't taught, you would have no idea what any of that means. Not a clue. For every country that we don't live in, we don't know the symbolism of those flags, but they do, and right. they like appreciate that. They they learn it as a kid, and the same thing goes for any of the city flags, the ones that I mentioned, like Chicago. Each of those elements means something. I know it now because I looked into it. Right. But you don't need to know it when you go to Chicago. You just see it and say, "Oh man, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right." Um, let me start with the. the I, I'll start backwards mm-hmm. here before mm-hmm. we get to what the meaning is in in your symbolism and what you created um did you get anybody that was like people who might have started out as that's a ridiculous idea we can't change the flag and go that's actually a really neat idea i like what you put into the effort there 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 were i so you know there, there's the, the the old trope of don't read the comments i <laughs> i i did and and it's really partially because this is you know my career i I'm a designer, and in design, we have to look at criticism and and constructive feedback. I can decipher what is and is not constructive, right? And there have been some constructive. Um, And a lot of them were, all right, I don't know why Jeep is not represented on the flag. And then after a little bit of an explaining, it's like, well, we're more than that. We're all these industries. We are a very industrious city, so we've represented all these in this creative way. Oh, well, great. Glass isn't on there. No, it is actually. It's 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 right here, right? There are a number of things that are represented that people aren't seeing immediately, but once they learn it, yeah, then they appreciate it. And I've already had. I mean, and it's only been a couple of days. So right. This has been really public facing. I've already had people come back to me and have used, you know, what they've learned to tell their families, their friends, who have then had the same reaction of, "Oh, I get it. That's great. Yeah, awesome. That says Toledo to I, me." I, I I said it tongue in cheek that the flag should just be a chicken chunk. But in all seriousness, and you as a Toledo native, and I've asked this question and people were like, no, I, I don't know what chicken, I don't think there are chicken chunks in other, in other places. We don't own the chicken chunk as well as we could. Right. Like there, I'm from Philadelphia. You think the cheesesteak, yes. obviously. Um, what kind of pizza do you eat in Chicago? The deep dish. Exactly. Yeah. We don't own the chicken chunk and market it like, like we truly could. Right. Now it doesn't need to be on the flag. But it's just a missed opportunity. And you saw an opportunity to improve uh, something and and get more use out of it. So what is the idea? What was your thinking, your thought process um, from the, what, 300 uh, renders? Plenty. Up, and up to this one, which caused some, uh, which you, you kicked the hornet's nest. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I think the important thing to know about the, you know, all the different iterations, it was a long process to even get to the point where I could get out of my own head as a designer and start thinking like a flag designer. It's very different. This is more of a science, really. And it all starts with telling that story. So trying to tell a zoomed out, really high-level overview that encapsulates our history, who we are today, and who we aspire to be. And that one sentence kind of overview that is, you know, you know, all of that together is that Toledo is industry built on the mommy. We are an industrious, hardworking city. We are built on this angle to match our beloved river as a port city to the Great Lakes, right? Two very important things. So those bubbled up to the top 
to be like the two most important things to feature on the flag. And then it was just a matter of how to do that. I know that, you know, from everyone I'm talking to, from all the different community leaders that are giving inputs, these are the important things that have built Toledo. So how do we represent that? That was kind of step one. Um, and then it was just go as abstract as possible until it doesn't really carry any meaning anymore. And then bring it back until that meaning is there and present again, but it's still simple to kind of go with that first principle. So there are, there are two, I, I don't know my geometric terms here. There are two triangles that are connected, right? Correct. Uh, they are separated. There's a diagonal that goes through. Why, why the diagonal? So the diagonal is, if you look at a overhead map of Toledo, Maumee cuts in or rather flows up through Toledo at an angle uh, to, into Lake Erie. And our city, if you look at it, is built on that angle. Uh, it's And it's pretty unique. We are a grid system city, but we are built at this weird almost 45 degree angle just to match up with our river because that is ultimately why we're here in the first place. So that angle is matching up with our uh, river and that's why it's, you know, in that way. There have been many other iterations where we're oh, we're representing the river in a maybe more literal way with waves and maybe a different shade of blue. But it all felt really generic. Other cities also represent their rivers. Even Chicago represents their river system with these two bands of blue. Um, and for us, we have something that's more unique than just a river. It specifically comes in at this you know, crazy angle. Mm -hmm. And that was what was cutting right through the flag. Why that color blue? So I will say, I mean, I've, I've seen the comments. It's like, well, it shouldn't it be brown. It's the muddy mommy. Yes. Shouldn't it be green when we have these algae blooms? And you know, what it really is, is, is aspirational. And, you know, frankly, blue is, is, and always will be how we associate color for water. Right. Um, not around here. Not, not around. No, I know. I know. I know. And, 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 I think I think going aspirational and optimistic is the way to go because at the end of the day, it's meant to build local pride and be something that you can be proud to fly. Um, that being said, you know a a flag is you know a publicly owned piece of design. And it can be reworked and reused in any way, and that could be frankly tongue in cheek. You know, I would sport a hat with the flag where the blue was brown and it says the muddy mommy and you're owning it because you live here and you've earned the right to have that tongue in cheek response. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's kind of cool actually. Our, our, <laughs> our brown river against everybody. Exactly. What, what is the color blue called? So for this one, this is just a, um, you know, I think the shade of it is actually called French blue. Okay. Um, which is cool because our first settlement was, uh, Ford industry, but it was originally just a French trading post. So we get that, you know, no one will ever know that. I will know that. And I'll know that I found something unique there. Um, the same thing actually goes for the yellow uh, that's on the flag. Wait, hold oh, on. Oh. Before we get to that. Yes. Um, I, for people just listening and catching up on this, I would say it looks like baby blue, Carolina blue. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I should um, have been more specific. No, not, not, not at all. Not That's that's what I'm here for. Um, and you just have to answer all the questions you've done so, so pensively, thoughtfully, and thoroughly. And I hope you have turned more people towards open the open-minded the uh, the open-mindedness of this uh the city's logo now is really that blue isn't it yes so that that light 
kind of tealy blue, um, which is, you know, one of the funny things about that is I was already well into the process of developing this flag before the city brand happened back in 2020. So I saw that happen and was very excited because the creative team at Madhouse had had parallel thinking to the way to where I was in the process of the flag. We had landed on the same exact colors for how to represent our city. And if you look, you know, at the the Glass City River Wall, for instance, it's going to be the uh, the second largest mural in the world, largest in the U.S. It uses these same colors that we're using for the flag for the city mm-hmm. brand. It is this shared unconscious that is kind of hard to pin down, but everybody is kind of aligned to these colors seem like they fit Toledo somehow. You you, uh, you make me think of another question. I'm sure you saw some of the quirky commentary uh, with that thing. The wildest one I saw was, it's going to cause accidents by people looking at it. Like, <laughs> no, you're looking at your phone. That's causing accidents. It's so big, you don't have to take your eyes off the road. And there was some pushback about, like, well, there's there's rivers everywhere. There's Native Americans everywhere. What are the sunflowers? Uh, and they all are all representative of, of Northwest Ohio. And I'm sure have you having seen some of those thoughts, did you happen to think when you put this out for public consumption that what happened was going to happen? I I mean, realistically, I knew going in that this was going to be the most heavily criticized piece of design that I'll maybe ever do in my life. I still proceeded to push forward because I felt like it was important to do and I believed in it and I wasn't ready to show it to anybody until I knew that I could back up every single decision that I made, right? And I know that the, you know, the artist behind the Glass City Riverwall had to have felt the same. It's it's a huge piece of art, but like all art, like all design, there is a layer of subjectivity in there and there's room for discussion on that. But at the end of the day, when it just comes down to subjective, you know, personal opinion, it's difficult to say that anything is right or wrong. Right. You can only defend it to why you did the thing you did. Yeah. Uh, is the white just white because or does it represent because it fits the color scheme and it's simple or does it represent something fits the color scheme simple um the white that is on our current flag today um i looked up the symbology of the white on the original toledo flag from 1909 and they labeled it as white is a symbol of purity and and my skin was crawling and i was like i'm not going to allow that to carry over into this flag. So instead, I looked up into, you know, different forms of color theory to figure like what what does that really represent? Cuz that one was the one that was definitely it's more of a white space, more of a breath from the rest of the colors on the flag. Um and what I ended up landing on was this idea that I feel and I've, you know, witnessed this and been kind of activated by this that there is a a widespread open opportunity to anyone in Toledo. Any one singular person has the you know clear path in front of them to have an idea and go do the thing they want to do. And so I'm trying. I you know I basically imbued, imbued that meaning into the white. And you know it's it's grand. It's it's overreaching. But what we labeled it as in the you know the official resolution is that white uh, symbolizes open opportunities and limitless ambitions. And so that's that that kind of you know Toledo's hardworking, but it's that drive to do that hard work. That's what's represented in the white. It's a clear, open road to pursue your dreams. 
very in in a very elementary way, it probably just fit better than a third color too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, but, a, there's a reason a lot of flags have white, right? Exactly. Yeah. But but if you look up at other other city flags, they all have uh, the same kind of thought process behind it. But you know, in in realistically, having that is that kind of rest because you know we're 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 only dealing with really two colors and one absence of color or i guess you could argue all colors right right depending on how you look at it but um yeah so balance in the overall composition meaning found in the you know white space air of the flag what does or is it the the yellow and Mm -hmm. obviously i want to know that the color the actual color yellow the name for it and are you are we calling it a star spark spark it is a it is a star that the the whole and the whole reason calling it a spark was uh you know in part of the community inputs that i was having i was originally calling it the star of industry and it was intended to represent eight different facets of industry uh that all built toledo either historically today and hopefully into the future and so that uh you know that that we're calling it the spark of industry because someone brought up it's really more it's less of a star and more of a, a burst it's a, mm-hmm. it's a spark and I'm like that makes so much more sense for how I feel about this city and we all collectively agreed you know myself and these community leaders were like you know this is uh you know we, in in Toledo there is that you know, there's always that spark that can activate you and, and get you in especially and involved. Especially lately. Especially. <laughs> and and we're, on, we're on the tail of such incredible progress, and mm-hmm. that is driven by that spark. We haven't had a, really a name to put to that drive. Um, but once that landed, I was like, I, the spark's always been here, right? It is a new icon. It's a new thing that is visual to the, to the people of Toledo. But I feel like the essence of what the spark is has always been here, right? To the yellow... The yellow. Wait, oh, what? Yeah. Did, what? Before we get to the color, what did the points mean? Yes. on the burst. So uh, each of the eight points, facet of industry, uh, we have our more historic legacy industries, such as automotive. So you got Jeep in there. Uh, we've got agriculture. We've got uh, transportation. We're a transportation hub both by land and sea, mm-hmm. and then of course glass. We're the glass capital of the world, and then our more modern rising industries, such as healthcare, energy. And then arts and education. So eight, their powers combined, the spark of industry. How did you land on the color, on that color yellow? That specific shade of, I guess, generally speaking, yellow. Sure. So um, we label it as a golden yellow. Um, So it's, you know, maybe a mustardy kind of, you know, yellow color. Uh, To anyone who is in flag production, that color is Spanish yellow. Spanish yellow is great because it's a nod to our sister city, Toledo, Spain. Right. Again, no one will ever need to know that. Right. But it's it is a nice detail. Um, that yellow color was probably the uh, the color that lasted the longest in in the entire process of designing the flag. That one felt like Toledo almost instantly. Um, we see it represented in our sports teams. Both the walleye and the mud hens carry that yellow. UT has this kind of golden mm-hmm. yellow color. Um, it, it is it is ever present, and then it, you know again it showed up in in the city brand. Our logo Q one of five. We, we exactly. took that those colors because the yellow mostly because of you know UT. I didn't didn't even think about the mud hens and walleye. Yeah. So so it it that is the most prevalent. Um, and when I uh, was, you know, deepening the tone a little bit, trying to find like what is the right yellow for this? What is what are the yellows available? Um, it the more it looked like the glow of hot glass, 
And, you know, in the studio glass movement, which has you know, really came into its own right here in Toledo, uh, you know, this was meant to be a reference to uh, our status as the glass capital of the world. We have glass, you know, indicated in the spark of industry as one of the historic industries, but it's a it's one step more than that. Like we are known as the glass city. Mm-hmm. So that color pays homage to that. Um, what was the most maniacal eyeball rolling comment you received throughout this well to, to i i knew i knew one before before i even talked with the city i knew that one of the first comments was going to be fix the potholes <laughs> <laughs> and i yeah i i, I don't mean Wait, to <laughs> I, hold on i mean specifically about the flag no i know <laughs> uh, you told me that that fred was like Fred over WSPD, doing this project is a waste of taxpayer money when we could fix the potholes. Right, right. That's a that's a whole other thing that I don't even want to get into. Um, no, and we could, but we don't need to. And no, the flag. we we definitely definitely don't. I, I I think I think the only reason I I say is because it's there there is there was a certain amount of things that we we knew going in right like we were like that is potentially going to be one of the first things but it's not it's not relevant to the topic at hand we want to you know make sure that we're keeping the conversation on you know the flag means this how do you how does this flag make you feel what story is this telling to you things like that um so as far as you know so maniacal 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 lunacy like you literally had to to see if your eyes had rolled to the back of your head Uh, about the about the flag about the flag in general yeah well there were many iterations of the flag this version has actually had them like i mean and which is why you know this is the final version presented to city council has had the most airtight reception around it there have been others i had others that were that i you know presented to different you know vast community leaders and other designers and have you ever did you watch community no so in community they have a a, a you know a good joke where they design this the, the flag for their campus um and it's and it's a hidden message to look like something else and people who had seen community are like you know jacob you're actually venturing a little bit close to this and i'm like i see it I see it now. I'm going to go back to the drawing board on that icon right there, right? Um, so I had I had a little bit of that, and that was just you know when I'm staring at things for hours on end, I lose sight of oh man, what what could someone think this maybe looks like until it's pointed out to me, and I'll say, oh, you're absolutely that, right. <laughs> now that you have thrown yourself out there into this cesspool, I'll give you some something that I've needed to uh, create within myself, and I offer to, to others who mm-hmm. were. We're all we can all be in public positions these days. I before I hit send or anything, and I don't think I was ever too reckless. Like if by some chance I ever became something large, if somebody pulled up a tweet from 2012, they'll just say, "Boy, this person watches way too many sports." There's nothing uh, reprehensible or anything. Before I hit send, I try to predict if Al in Oklahoma happens to see this post or this tweet. What's the worst possible thing he could think that if he retweeted it, I'm not that lady who went to Africa and said I'm going to like get AIDS or something on the plane and when she lands has lost her job in life. Right. That that's my thought process. Now I I'm I'm fortunate I will never 
I don't put out hateful things or ignorant things like that. But that's the process that we have to all walk ourselves through. Like, what's the worst thing somebody could think with this? Because unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. There's like one or two retweets or whatever, and you're like, oh dear, let me explain this. And you got a very small taste of this. Yeah. How, how dare you? How dare you have the audacity to change the flag? I'm sure there were plenty of that. And I, uh -huh. to me, the most awestruck I was were the people who were like, we have a city flag and he wants to change it? Like, you didn't even know we had a flag. What right. are you upset about? Right. Yeah. And and that was, you know, that was all, most of the reactions that I had along the process making it and, and having inputs was, I didn't actually realize we had a flag. I don't mm. see it anywhere. It's yeah. not really flown. You see it in a couple key places downtown, but it's really only flown by the city government. And no one person in the community has the drive to fly it in their homes or wear it on their shirts or get pins and buttons or use it for anything other than the city government. We have, we, we put American flags out for certain holidays and whatnot. Absolutely. You put a UT Rockets. This, what do you think is the second most popular flag in this area besides the American flag? Let's I mean, see if we're on the same page. I mean, I... I would have said the the rocket flag probably because um, it's got the the deep navy blue and just the rocket logo on it. I see that all the time. Um, you're, you're sniffing down the right path. I think I'm going down. Yeah. What would you say? Wolverines, Buckeyes. Oh yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the one serious aspect that I didn't want to give you pushback, but I wanted to push you on, but you've already explained it in great context here. Should the flag be a marketing tool? Like you put out some, some material to, Hey, here's how this flag can be used. And we've never looked at flags like that. They're just supposed to be powerful, patriotic, civic, not a, forgive my French, not a goddamn fucking logo. <laughs> um, Cause I actually think uh, you cannot wear the American flag, right? I mean, technically, you can't wear clothes made from an American right. flag. Right. Okay. Yeah. And things like that. Like Kid right. Rock has violated this hundreds of uh -huh, times, I uh -huh. believe. But we've never looked at a flag. But you are of a different mindset, especially now where we had this discussion last year, Floyd and Bethany, and uh, two years ago. What does the flag mean to you? And it means a lot of different things to a lot of people. So I think it's okay, as you're doing, to maybe twist the flag for more marketing use. Right. And that, I mean, that is really just, you know, my, my profession, what I do on a regular basis is try and find ways to say, especially for these local businesses that I do logo design for, it is hard without explicitly saying Toledo in the name of the company or something like that to identify with the city in any like visual cue or way, right? So now we have the spark. We have the diagonal. We have these colors. There's a couple more pieces in the toolkit to say I'm from Toledo without explicitly saying you're from Toledo. So for you, I I chose the the, the yellow and the blue colors as that you know subtle nod to say, hey, this is Toledo. We're, we're saying 419 in there. This is Toledo. Let me bring this up to speed real fast. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just using very basic uh, photos for podcast and whatever use. And then I, I wanted to switch that up and have it more professional and whatnot. Um, and I got to tell you, even when I when I go to pull like a screen cap from my phone of a podcast like today, 
and I see my own podcast come up, it's kind of wild that the brilliance of your logo and what you pulled out of my brain, which I'll get to in a second, just I, I still marvel at it because yeah. um, it is in line with the logos that I see for wonderful podcasts and popular podcasts. And I'm like, granted, the content is not where these people, and the, nor are the <laughs> listeners or clicks, but the logo and, and the branding of who and what I want to represent is there. To that point, um, I, I used to I used to be a pretty good artist when I was a kid. I never followed through with it by any means. Um, and I it, it hurts me when I want to work something up these days and it's just awful looking. But I, I was glad I was able to give you something. And literally what you did was pulled out what I created. And you, I, if mine was, mine was zero dimensions, yours was eight dimensions. <laughs> and I cannot thank you enough because it is literally... Um, whether it's a, a food, a, a recipe, a design, or a, like a hey, do you do you are you picking up what I'm putting down? Like you picked it up and threw it 50 miles away. Like you were, it was perfect, flawless. If I had the ability to do what you created, it would have been exactly that. So I credit your ability to grasp some details, implement what you think will work, but give the person what they can't put into words or create themselves. No, that, that is a great artistic talent. That that's that I thank you. You're uh, I, I I I I love to hear that because that's you know, it's what you hope to do. Um it's it's what I strive to do and so hearing that it works is is really really nice. W- works is 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 not a good enough um compliment. <laughs> Again, like literally it's like you opened up my skull and pulled out the graphic that I could not explain in many ways. So thank you again. Of course. Um, I do have one super hard question as we get to the end of things that I yeah. ask a, a lot of people, but what the heck's next? Where where does this oh, stand? Um, I mean, the one lady that I mentioned to you off the podcast when she said, "What are there other entries? Like, lady, this wasn't the contest. Jacob mm-hmm. did this because it's a passion project. Does does this open things up for other people? Where does, where does this stand? So... When the when the vote happens on Tuesday, it's either going to be adopted or not. I'm prepared for both. I was always prepared for both. I was prepared for the city to shoo me away the right. first time. Crumble it up and throw it exactly. in the um, If the flag is adopted, it immediately becomes a publicly owned piece of design, which means it's kind of out of my hands. I can only take it so far. So on Tuesday, it's yes or no. It's yes or no. It's, it's not like we'll consider it. We'll put this out for, uh, we'll send the survey monkey out to Toledo. I, I, I believe there is, there's always room for something like that to happen. But from my understanding, it's yes or no. And, you know, from, from what I know, there's been a number of, or a, a, a huge number of support coming into city council, uh, including something awesome, if I could tangent real Please. quick. This happened this morning. Do you remember at the beginning I was telling you about those five principles? Mm-hmm. The man who wrote those five principles, his name is Ted Kay. He's a vexillologist. And he actually emailed Toledo City Council this morning. Great. Because he sees this as a chance for Toledo to be, you know, I guess... If if you care about it, on like the world stage of flag design, right? We should be on the world stage of many things. If we can be on the world stage of this one small thing, I feel like that's a really 
big win and it makes me very happy. <laughs> how, how did he know about it? So I had been, I'm a uh, member of, of NAVA, the North American Vexillological Association. Of course you are. Aren't uh, we all? I, I know. <laughs> I, what a word too. Um, I, I have been uh, really excited to share this with the like flag design community um, in different channels on, on Facebook and, and their, their website. So when it, when I presented it on Tuesday, I unleashed all the photos and all the meaning and research. And I said, guys, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in my city. You know, tell me what you think. Um, and they had some awesome, incredible feedback. And and Ted K, you know, had the uh, initiative to email city council. And um, that's pretty great. <laughs> when when you had mentioned, you told me your visit with Fred, he, he did the very trite response of, it's not good use of taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. I look at it in a different way. Um, and as you probably do, and maybe you have or have not considered this, but if we were to do this, it could certainly be a wonderful source of income mm-hmm. to fix some freaking potholes. <laughs> Beyond that, now that you bring up vexillogicals, mm-hmm. yeah. um, while this could, in a perfect world, if, if you hit the panacea, it becomes a really big story and gets other places to go, we have a flag? Uh-huh. We should, is there a Jacob here in... Dayton, right? Wherever, and this becomes a domino across, and we look at the way we reevaluate, look at the way we have flags, or maybe don't have them at all. Right. So it's it's funny, and and it's ironic you say Dayton, because in my presentation to city council, I take the the proposed Toledo flag design and I match it up next to our six largest neighboring cities: Cincinnati, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Dayton, and. It was unfair to Dayton because Dayton's flag used to be awful, even worse than ours is today. Um, and as of December of last year, they actually updated their flag as well. Um, and it's really nice. It's It follows all the principles. They they were clearly activated in the same way that I was. And I'm definitely not alone you know, in being activated like that. There have been movements to change city flags uh, for several years now, and a lot of them to great success. And... It looks like a hockey logo. The with the the stripes on it. Yeah. It reminds me of the Hartford Whalers colors. <laughs> do you remember them? I do. Yeah, they now those those colors are prominently seen throughout Dayton sure. based on what I've been reading. It's the right flyer plane, uh, you know, heavily abstracted, uh, as they are the birthplace of aviation. Um, so it's got a lot of meaning to the people there. They had their adoption process and they've been flying it now for about a about a year. Um and so when I put that up, all of our neighboring cities have the same, you know, consistent issues of too much type, too much clutter, too many seals, too much everything on these, especially the, like all, Detroit. You yeah, know, all those big cities that you name probably have seals, right? They do. Yeah. So they and and so when it comes to like, uh, I, I believe Cleveland is a good example. A Cleveland seal is right at the center of the flag, and it literally says the words Cleveland, right? Um, but there have been some more grassroots movements to showcase the ideas of maybe we should do a flag and maybe it looks something like this. I held back on showing anything at first until I felt like it was right and it didn't feel right until now. Uh, and that's how I was able to put it in front of city council in the first place. Um, but we have an opportunity to be a pioneer amongst our peer cities, really. Um, you know, we're already going to be in good company because Dayton has already taken this step you know, into a better design. Um, I, I truly believe, you know, you, to your point of we have an opportunity to 
actually have this be profitable for people. Yeah. Again, that publicly owned piece of design, anyone can pull down that flag and use it. Maddie and Bella or any, you know, local entity that I've worked with can do that. They can pull it down. I mean, not just the ones I've worked with. They're just right. we just mentioned them. Anyone can take it, make stickers with this Toledo City flag and sell it in their store. They yep. can do anything. So there is, you know, a bit of tourism to that and attraction so when people come and visit toledo they see this cool flag they don't they're not going to understand it right away they might look up the meaning and say oh wow toledo is all about industry and yeah this this mommy river and we just have this you know the glass city metro park we're just we've just been walking around the river this whole day and now that's gonna flag for the city exactly because it's something that you again this goes back to to the to the different way we look at flags rather than just like a, a something that is civic pride. We look up to it. We kind of admire it. And, you know, the people who built built city, defended things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I would wear that. Not out of some civic pride because it looks cool. Yeah, exactly. It looks cool. It looks modern. The colors and everything. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious um, if you, if there were some kind of deep scientific focus group that the colors of the flag also are great for marketing pieces mm-hmm. and they just appeal. I, I mean, look, um, and and some of that might be baked into North Carolina basketball, not necessarily football, but it is a legendary team and color in college sports. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. throw that color out there and like Michael Jordan and so many other stars. And I wonder if the colors that whether you, you chose for certain reasons also like make for great marketing materials. I, I feel like they do. I, and I feel like used used properly. Like it's going to be vibrant. It's going to be optimistic. It's going like, to say all the right things. Like the Amsterdam? Uh, it's not optimistic. No, 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 no. Not at all. Look at it. Very, very swastika colors. <laughs> and I'm all for bold and things like that. And I love black, uh-huh. but not with red and not with white X's. Yeah. it. I know. It, it, it's got very stark contrast. It's very bold and it has a very strong opinion in its design. How about this? I'm... I'm, we'll, we'll get close to wrapping up here and I'll sure. get to that hard question. Let's look at it from this perspective. I think most Toledoans, not even the most ardent, oldest, get off my lawn, get out of my hockey rink, walleye fans love the different jersey variations. Mm-hmm. And oh, you're, you're speaking my language. I know exactly. Yeah. So, all right. I, I like to use Al from Swanton as my, as my conservative foil. We'll do Al from South Toledo. Al, I'm going to give you the choice. You can have a free game-used, game-worn jersey of two things from the walleye after you have a great time Saturday night at the game. You can have the jersey with the archaic seal and words or the one Jacob made. Oh, I want the one that Jacob made because nobody wants the the other one is just it's not aesthetically pleasing. No, because you're then you're just putting a a government seal right. on your sports team. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, and exactly what you're saying. Oh, that has been one of the one of the things that I'm seeing in the future. Maybe it won't happen anytime soon, but I feel like if the flag is adopted, it's just a matter of time until we have the Toledo-centric new Toledo flag jerseys for the Mudhens and the Walleye. Chicago does this on a consistent basis for all their teams. They incorporate the Chicago flag into all of their merch. So, you know, the Swamp Shop downtown, 
they just with this new flag like they have an entire new set of things that they can do you know and that's part of that i you know it's the flag is intended to represent the community and be a source of public pride we spread that pride with our local institutions our local makers our local businesses and they all have this new tool that's going to one give them more things to do in the city to say toledo it's going to give everyone more of a chance to celebrate their city and ultimately it I just I think it looks great on yeah. any of these applications. In a massive micro view of 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 the world, like with everybody having the ability to make content in their in their pocket. <laughs> I'm holding my phone now. Um aesthetic and how you look matters. Mm-hmm. There are, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there are no unattractive or ungainly looking people on TV news. <laughs> looks looks matter and um the transition here and to use the flag this way is is a looks matter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I always say and I'm and, and openly envious of, um, I would be a TikTok star um, <laughs> if I were as attractive as some of the people who have fallen into millions of followers. But uh-huh. like looks matter in all things. And whatever the hell is on that city flag and seal now is not very appealing to anybody who is under the age of like 70. Right. Where'd you get pizza from last night? Ooh, just Marcos. Okay. Gotta, gotta what, go with the classic. What is, is is that your favorite pizza place? This is the hard question, by the way. It's great. No, Mar- Marcos growing up was a was the pl- shortest walking distance to my house, and I grew up with it. I have always loved Marcos pizza. One of the things I learned here very quick, quickly when I moved here almost 10 years ago now was um, our local chains, mm-hmm. and I think they're local chains, Marcos, Vito's, Gino's. I'm missing one. Magic Walk. No, I mean, sorry, pizza places. <laughs> oh, pizza places. Ma- uh, sorry, well, we could go into all, all. I apologize. Magic Walk is one that people always forget is I local, do. so I always get excited. I'm like, oh, I know this one. I forget for a reason. I've, <laughs> I can happily say I've never eaten there. But our our local chain pizza places yeah. always kept us from having to go down to, to Domino's yeah. and Papa John's. We, we only have like one Papa John's if it's still open or Pizza yeah. Hut. So I like that we have like local quality chain pizza places mm-hmm. outside of those what pizza place do you like uh you know i am a big fan of the detroit style pizza so i love going to jets okay. that four corner <clears throat> eight corner pizza uh that that'll get me but when i want just like just a good classic i guess you know marco's or Vito's is probably probably my go-to and i'll probably lean on marco's a little more a guy i've uh, stumbled across his name is mo um he opened a play open up a place called big slice originally mm. on alexis i don't know if it's still open or not uh he opened another one on bancroft off of like mccord mm-hmm. called big slice pizza uh, pizza's really good it's i call it my holy trinity of east coast pizzas big slice mom mary stubborn brother but mo mm. added in a detroit uh, style pizza and and he really nailed it it's it's like uh i can't think of the one place up in detroit that I, buddies it is very buddies like mm-hmm. if you've ever been there and there was a rumor that we were getting one of those here but mm-hmm. when i if i hear more i'll let you know yeah please do. um wh- what's your biggest like lesson from all of this now that you have been um dragged into the public sphere and and pilloried and bludgeoned Honestly, it's 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 a it's a really optimistic lesson um, because throughout the past several years of working on this, uh, I, I think I even you know mentioned this to 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 Fred this morning. That, you know, a lot of people are confused by the idea that it would take this many years 
to come up with a flag design. There's so much more than just the two shapes on a square that I'm presenting, right? There's a lot more consideration. There's a lot of self-doubt, a lot of coming through and feeling like, am, why, why, why should I be, you know, putting this forward? What am I even doing? What, this is a huge deal in my eyes, right? It's, it's a, it's a big undertaking getting past all that, getting out of my own head, getting out of my own way to be able to do the work and feel confident. And I've done it right. I've done the homework. I, I know what I'm talking about here. I think this is right. Presenting it to people and getting that same reaction. You are doing this right. You are doing, you know, you did do your homework. Great. Keep going. Yeah. Right. Pass, go next. Yes. Yes. Go. And now seeing the outpouring of support, um, which has, you know, loudly in my, in my ears <laughs> outweighed. And, and I, and I'm glad because, um, I, it, it has, it has been extremely helpful and, and gratifying. My, my biggest takeaway is to be able to push past that self-doubt, that imposter syndrome and do the work, do what you know is important and just get to it. Create a talented people who always think they haven't done enough or they could do better. Yeah, I learned always. that from the Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> um, what One last thought, and that was the one thing that that, that bugged me the most about this. And it, it, I, I know it, but it still irks me. Um, people just get upset at the idea of something. And I'm sure there were some people who had their eyes open when they listened to the process of yours. But I, I had known you had mentioned something and I'd followed this a little bit, but this was a, a passion project of yours. Um, this was not hubris or arrogance thinking. I've lived here my whole life. My, my stuff is everywhere. I want to be on the flag. This is, be, you're a vexologist or whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs> like you're a flag nerd. Yeah. And it bothered me that people ripped apart your passion project, which you didn't have to do at all. You weren't looking to get paid just because they were unwilling to read a couple of sentences. And I'm glad that those that did read them or listen are like, this dude's on to something. So thank you. Of course. And don't ever let the people yelling at your passion project. The, the, the minority is louder than it's ever been. And unfortunately they have more pull, but they're not the ones that will keep you going and push you to the levels that you want to reach. Totally agree. Thanks for everything. Thank you.